In today's episode, I have Juliana from MiraMira.co here with me, and I am just over the moon excited to share this episode with you. Juliana is actually my photographer. We did an amazing rebrand shoot over the summer. She is incredibly talented. I tell everyone about her, and I have watched her grow and flourish and quantum leap her business ever since she's been in Austin, which has not been that long. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have you on my podcast. I want to talk about, you know, up-leveling your brand and manifestation. Let's do this. And I'm so excited that she agreed and we jam out on so many things in this episode to support you in up-leveling your brand and really being intentional about manifesting the life, the business, the everything that you desire. So Juliana, as you already know by now, is a photographer and so much more. She actually founded her passion at eight years old, styling hair that led her to her passion for giving women makeovers and photographing them to come back to that feeling. And at 24, she ended up quitting her medical job to go full-time as a wedding photographer. Fast forward to now, she recently launched Mira Mira, which is an Austin-based studio that focuses on producing all types of visual content like reels and so much more for businesses and brands in the online space. She, Juliana has such a gift when it comes to conveying your brand visually and really drawing people in, the people that are meant to work with you and learn from you. And she really has a gift with that. And so as mentioned in the beginning of this intro, Juliana, she hasn't been in Austin that long. I literally met her when she like first moved here pretty much. And I just saw her, like her business boom, like right after she got here, we did a shoot together. I started telling all my friends about her. Then she ended up getting this studio and is just a total freaking boss babe, total boss babe, super inspiring. You are going to love her. Make sure you check out the show notes as well so that you know where to follow and find Juliana. She actually also has a really cool um, 30-day reels challenge. So also make sure you check out the show notes for that because if you are a content creator and someone who wants to reach more people, especially on the gram, which is an amazing platform, then taking her 30-day reels challenge would be pretty beneficial to you. So I'm going to leave it here. And without further ado, let's welcome Juliana onto the show. Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Welcome to the show, Juliana. I'm so excited to have you here. I can't wait to 
dive into all things branding, visuals, manifestation, and creating your dream life. Yay, I'm super excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I've been wanting to have you on, as I shared before we hit record, for a hot minute because, um, well, I've seen how you operated when we did my branding photo shoot, my rebrand photo shoot, and bringing it all to life. And um, you just recently moved to Austin and you just plopped yourself right in the midst of like the most epic community, hello, soul fam, <laughs> of just people, entrepreneurs who have been hiring you to do their photo shoots and their branding and such. And it's been from an outsider's perspective, looking in really cool, seeing how you not only help people bring their brands to life, but have been manifesting your dream life in the process. And just, it goes kind of hand in hand, like you bring things to life. And so that is one reason why I'm super pumped to have you here and talk about how you bring things to life. So yeah. I would love to first start off um, if you could share a little bit of your entrepreneurial story. I know you used to be a wedding photographer. I'll let you kind of get into that. Um, and what really got you on this path and passion to helping people bring things alive through visuals and through images and videos and such. Yeah, that's a really great story <laughs> because I have no one in my family that is an entrepreneur. I'm like first generation American, born in California, but my mom is an immigrant from Mexico. My dad, immigrant from Iraq. He was a refugee. And I grew up in a very, very strict religion that um, really just told me exactly what I was going to be, which was essentially what I became. And that was to be someone's wife and play the role as a woman who is just going to be like helping him because he, in order for me to get through God, I had to work through him. So like, I always felt very, very small and I didn't realize I felt small until later as I started to expose myself around other people that weren't like me, but I was always told as I was growing up that I was different, that I was special and special in the sense that I would be that to some, someone else. And so when I was 17, at this point, no one had hugged me. No one had ever given me any type of physical or um, words of affirmation in any way that was like love. Like I knew my parents loved me, but at the time I did it. Now I know. But mm -hmm. at the time their uh, love language was gift giving. So they provided acts of service and they, you know, provided a home. And so they were really hard workers. Like I always got that from them. And I always saw that how hard they work for them just to like get a little bit and build up. And so when I was 17, I started photographing the babies in my religion and I started taking pictures with like whatever was a point and shoot because we didn't have like iPhones at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember knowing what I knew from my mom. She's such an amazing gift giver. So I went to Walgreens. I printed the photo, framed it, put it in a bag because I was all about presentation and I gave it to the mom. And the first thing she did was hug me mm. and she was like crying. And I was like, what is this happening? Like, what are these feelings? And I remember just being so awkward and I was like, okay, thank you. It's okay. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I really liked the way that felt that someone really made me feel like I did something incredible. And so I want to do that again. So I did it again and again. Mm. And the next thing I knew I was 
I had, I don't even know how it happened, but I went on Craigslist at the time and I posted like beginner photographer learning how to photograph anybody willing to do it for like the price of dinner, you know, like just give me 20 bucks. Like it was that simple. I had like eight women that were pregnant. I don't know why they were all the pregnant women were on (laughs) Craigslist and they all decided to hire me. And from that just kept going, me starting a business. And at 24, I ended up quitting what was like three jobs at the time. And I ended up being a wedding photographer, but that took a lot um, from 17 to 24 of me just pulling more and more away and being like, oh my gosh, I think I can do this and trusting myself. So, Yeah. Wow. So was it a big leap for you of going from like you're working your three jobs to full-time doing the photography? It was the scariest thing. I, in fact, I had a safety net. I moved to Seattle. So what I did was I moved to Seattle and told myself I will not work for someone else. Um, I was married at the time and um, my husband was not working. That was the breadwinner. So I felt this immense amount of pressure to work. And so what I did, and I didn't realize at the time was I put out a whiteboard on this teeny studio we had. We only had like a probably two or $3,000 saved. And I wrote out every wedding that I booked, I would cross it off. So I wrote that I needed like it was like 30 or something at a certain price. And every time I booked someone, I would cross it off. And so I was visually waking up and seeing uh, me getting closer to my goals. And at one point I do remember getting really, really scared. And I booked an interview at like some doctor's office to be like their admin. And I went and I parked at the office and I'm sitting there looking at the skyscraper in Seattle and I'm going, I can't do this. Like I promised myself I would make it. So I'm going to trust myself. And I just backed away and never showed up to the interview. And that was, I think the moment where I was like seeing, oh my gosh, I'm booking more and more and more. And then we were good. That was like my first year and I did it. That's so awesome. And then after that, you transitioned eventually into the branding and the set design stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So the branding and set design came about three years before COVID, but I wasn't strong in it. It was something I had done for myself and something I had done for like a few really close friends that were in the entrepreneurship space. And it was kind of like, ever since I was little, I love playing makeup. I love like just dressing people up. I love giving people makeovers. I love doing things like that. Um, But then it was when I got here to Austin, I don't know what it was, but like something inside me was like, well, I don't have a studio. I never had a studio because I was a wedding photographer. And so I was like, this branding shoot has to like look a certain way for it to match the brand of what the client wants. So all of a sudden, just like I went hardcore, like offer up Craigslist. I can make that happen. I didn't even know how to do half these things. I was learning (laughs) in the process and I was taking whatever skills I had learned. And I was just it's so determined, like it didn't matter what time I went to bed. I was so determined that I was going to produce so that by the time the client showed up, they didn't need to know like all of the struggles of how it happened. They just needed to see what, what was. Mm. And then that, that feeling of watching them come in and seeing the setting and the staging and whatever it was that I was producing for them, that, that was like so worth it to me and seeing the final results and being like, okay, trusting myself that this is something I'm actually good at and I could keep doing. Yeah. And you are amazing at it. I mean, I was blown away when we did my shoot. You made, I get so many compliments on the purple dress. Everyone's like, where, where did you get that? Oh my God, that dress. I even had someone ask me if they could buy it from me. I'm like, I don't own it. (laughs) The photographer that I worked with made it. She's amazing. Um, But 
you did so much more than just create, like just do a photo shoot. You created like a whole experience, literally, which is um, amazing to do. Yeah. And it's very different from what I have. I I don't know too much about how other branding photographers work. And I, that is something I've never really done when, even when I went into wedding photography, I've never really, and everyone says you do the market research for me, that's very hard because if I do that, I feel like then I'm just starting to imitate or copy or be threat or feel like maybe I'm not good enough. And I never wanted to beat myself that. So I just stayed in my own lane and I just knew what I was good at and I knew what I wanted to do. And that was it. And I don't like, I just learned what studios are near me just from like driving around. I didn't even know when I got the studio I have, that they were even near me. Wow. So yeah, I think that's been helpful. Yeah. And you teach people, um, you have like a, a ways that you teach people as well that we can talk about in here to do their own shoots for their brands or their own videos and how to like different pointers of how to DIY essentially as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that is something I'm really passionate about is if I can't provide it, I want people to at least have the knowledge and understand how to do it for themselves. So something that was a big dream of mine was to always have a workshop to have some sort of like social media content workshop. And it's kind of hitting on what is trending right now, which is reels. Yeah, so I think reels is really important. Reels is essentially just video, but in like a very small short format. So mm-hmm. if you can pick up reels, you kind of start to understand how to work with video as well. So it's aligned with that. Yeah. You make really, really good reels. And it's I have been wanting to jump on the real game for a hot minute. I finally am. And you're one of the people who like got me thinking about it more because it's starting to be more of just that on Instagram. Yeah. Do you have any like, I don't know, golden nuggets about reels that you could share for people that are. Yes. So reels are to me, the first three seconds have to captivate someone's attention. So you have to get really, really creative with what is the first thing they see that is going to keep them entertained. So you have to think about it that way. Um, The second thing I would say is you have to be consistent with reels. And so if you really like right now, reels has really great potential for growth. So I would say, if you can keep it really simple, just show up every day on reels for 30 days and just watch your engagement, everything start to blow up. Um, And also be very, very niched and be consistent in what it is that you're, whether it's aesthetics or it's the message. Hopefully it's both, obviously. So even the simplest reels that have the same consistent background with the same message, just twist and turn in different ways, that is where your consistency is. It might feel boring to you, but for the person that has no, no clue who you are, it is so recognizable. At some point they're watching you and they're like, oh, that's that one girl in the purple blazer that does mm-hmm. that thing and always like does that funny twist at the end. So just have like, find that rhythm and then just stick with it. Do you recommend using like people filming their own content on reels or using trending sounds or a mixture of both? Is there, does that matter? I would say turning sounds is always going to be more helpful than yeah. your own. I would uh, turning sounds will get you get you new growth, and then your original will be like how people stay. So, mm. and um, so you do do you, you recommend doing it every day for thirty days? Yeah, 
Yeah, wow, I do. A challenge. It's a challenge. I haven't even done it. And I'm over yeah. here recommending it. <laughs> I started batching reels lately. Yeah. How are you liking it? I have, I don't have like 30 and uh, 30 lined up or anything. Um, I feel like I, I've always been into video for, for a long time. Yeah. So I think that it comes, it comes natural, but at the same time, it's flexing a new create, like a new creative, creative side. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was drawing a blank for a, a minute of like, okay, what do I, I want this to be good. Like, should I, you know, trying different things. But yeah, I'm having fun with it now. I've been finding different sounds that I'm like, oh, this would be super funny to add this or, you know, this. Yeah, I find it really easy. So I have actually a five-day Reels Challenge. It's realschallenge.com. Check that out. Yeah, it's a Reels Challenge. And um, it's five days. It's a 20-minute video. And I go through each day and I break down the strategy for Reels, how to see them, and then how to batch them. So it's really, really simple. Like once you have like that spreadsheet and you have a story, like you just go in and you start saving all of a sudden you, you have to batch them in pieces. So film everything at once, edit everything at once, do all your covers at once, and then do all your messaging and your text messaging at once. Don't, don't like try to complete one and then move on to the next complete. Cause then you're going to get exhausted because you're just moving in like four different directions. What do you mean? Don't try to complete one and then move on. So, and you know how, when you record a reel and then you finish recording it, then you have to add the message. Then you have to, Mm. you have to add the text and everything. So what you'll do is you'll film everything, save it, it, film it, save it. And then the next day or the next time you'll add all the text. So you're just kind of staying in one lane each time you batch. Yeah. I find that to be super helpful. Yeah. And you got to have so many different outfit changes too. Yeah. <laughs> when you're filming them. You do. Yeah. We have to have everything ready. It is a process, but it's, yeah. I, I think it's fun. It's a fun way for people to learn about you and your business and the, be entertained by you as well. Yeah. And yours are really good. I love the transitions that you do. The, I think I'm most popular for the, uh, my friends, like, what is it called? I'm like, they're called ramp ups, but it means like when something slows down and speeds up, slows down and speeds up. Uh, I'm sure there's like different apps that you use for that. I use a, well, that's a golden nugget. So <laughs> there is an app called InShot. I just I, heard about this recently as well. Didn't use it yet. Oh my gosh. Best trick ever InShot. I use InShot to edit my reels. It's okay. just so much easier and you can export sounds and import them in so you can time it right. right. It's so easy. Wow. Does it let you add custom text as well? Yeah. And Sweet. it's amazing, way easier than doing it in Rails to add the custom text with custom colors, custom fonts. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I really like that. All right. So those of you listening, make sure you take Juliana's Reels challenge. <laughs> I'm going to get on that. I've been really... Um, into reels a lot lately. That's why I like, I like that we're talking about this. I, cause I've been, I go down different rabbit holes when I'm like ready to ramp things up with like my visibility or try a new strategy or whatever. And lately I've been loving Instagram. I love being on there. I like the way I feel on there more than any other platform. Yeah. Currently. Um, I also have my Facebook group, but I really just love Instagram <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> so I've been nerding out on reels lately and, um, studying people who have grown like majorly in the last Mm -hmm. few months from reels. And it's incredible 
how many new people we could reach with reels yeah versus regular content like because they push them out and they're in the algorithm for like i think a week versus like a normal post which is like a day yeah and if you really just look at the stats like i was just doing that an image is getting the least amount of hits so i would say like posting an image probably like not the most like time exchange if you think about it so if you're putting in time i would say it's not the most that's worth it but for me any videos was really up there until they came out with reels and because they're competing with tiktok uh, they're really pushing it they really don't want tiktok to end up like taking their people and grabbing their attention so right now they're willing to push and give you growth if you show up and you're consistent with it so I would do the 30 day challenge on that yeah. to see what happens. Yeah. I'm yeah. On that. <laughs> yeah. And make sure that first three seconds is just so entertaining. What is it that you can do where you're just like, boom, people just see it and they're like, what is happening? I need to see what, what, what this is about. Yeah. Do you have any um, tips on like how to, I guess you use something to film yours in a certain way. Is it that thing that we used during the shoot? The easy um, Are you talking about the gimbal? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do use the gimbal. It's kind of I, I love that gimbal. Um, yeah, I think the gimbal is so fun. But with that, I have to have someone else film them for me. Got so, it. so that's the only thing is if you're filming your own reels and it's like off to a tripod, tripod. and an iPhone holder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if somebody else is filming your content, then I would say just give them a gimbal and have them follow you around. It's just so much fun, so much more fun, entertaining. Yeah. More. It looks really good. Yeah. I think visually it's just more pleasing just to mm -hmm. be like feeling like you're watching someone just like walk behind them. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. do you, what do you feel are like the, the key things that make a brand really stand out online? the video is to me like the pretty, quality the quality of the video i say everyone needs like a high quality four second four to six second looping video i just want to see your smile i want to see your energy i want to feel what are you like just how do you move how do, you don't even have to say anything because when someone lands on your website they're not going to they're most likely watching this in your in their office or somewhere where it's kind of like they're skimming through. And so they're not going to play anything. So when I always say is when someone lands on your website, the first thing they should see is a really quick like banner of a video clip of you in some way. So like for my website, for example, I have like a video clip of me hyping up with my clients behind a camera. And then I'm kind of like dancing with a glass of, um, I think champagne or something. So it's just like, you see my smile, you see the way I move my body, you see like how I interact with people within seven seconds. And so that tells you like, if you essentially like me or not, and then as you go through the website, another visual hit will be like making sure that the images all kind of work together. Like you don't want it like a iPhone photo and then a mm -hmm. photo, like four or five different photographers with four or five different styles and lighting. Like yeah. it's really important to have just do one really great shoot with like three to four outfits, but that photographer will stick with like the same style. Mm -hmm. So that way it just looks like it all just makes sense. And then I would say um, when you look at photos, really think about the emotional connection that it's evoking. How is your smile? Is it warm? Is it hitting the brand tones and the words that you set for your business? So if you are a business that's like a 
boss ass bitch. And you're like, yes, I got this. We're confident here. We make shit happen. Like I want to see, I want to feel that in your photos. I don't want to see like you in like a really whimsical dress in the grass, <laughs> like those words, that copy and that feeling is not going to be communicated in the imagery images. So I, that's like number one for me is what is the brand tone voice? Who are you targeting? And then how do we communicate that in an image? And then how would we communicate that in a few video clips? Mm. Yeah. I like the way that you explained all of that. And that's good stuff to keep in mind when you're, when we're taking our own photos as well, like for all of our stuff. Yeah. One thing I would say is when you are taking your own photos, it's really hard because when it's us, mm. we're so critical of ourselves and we're so concerned with how we look versus how the other person is going to interpret this photo. So instead of being in your head and being like, oh my gosh, do I look pretty? Do I look skinny? It's, it's not about any of that. You just got to ask yourself, what am I, what am I, what is the point of this image? What am I trying to communicate? Okay. I have a launch coming and I am excited and I have three seats left. How do I communicate that in a photo? And then you just got to like pull yourself into that energy and just be like, like somehow just bake it if you have to, but the yeah. photo will capture it, put it on like a timer and just interval shooting and you'll catch it. Yeah. I feel like you're, well, obviously you are cause you're, this is what you do, but you're so creative when you take your own pictures too. I see like when you share that, like different poses that you do, do you like, yeah, like I, sometimes I feel bored with my own photos, like in my own place. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm like trying to think how to answer that. Cause yes, it, it has been, it didn't happen overnight. That, that is years and years of me playing in front of my camera. And now I'm at a point where like when someone sees it, they're like, oh my gosh, that just seems so effortless. And I'm like, it, it took practice for me to get there and to know my body, to know my expressions. But I always just like move. Like I say consistently move is going to be the biggest helper for you. So when you're sitting there and you're in your pose, I really want you to think of every shutter of every what can I do? I can move, go forward, go back, smile back, grab my hair, grab the coffee, grab the shirt, grab this, laugh out, laugh in. Just like literally just to be like, okay, what moods do I want to switch in between? And then just be out of your head about it. And then you'll look at the photos and be like, oh shoot, they actually look pretty good or different or some one of those will work. Mm. Yeah. Do you recommend like for people that are taking their own photos for their social media content, do you like... I guess recommend doing like a bunch of batch photo shoot type things like makeshift photo shoots. So if I'm being absolutely honest in the industry where I feel like people just want relatability and to feel mm -hmm. like you're a human, I would say you don't need a bunch of professional photos taken for social media. You just need professional photos taken for the professional side of where mm -hmm. you're showing up online, which is to me, your website, your sales page, uh, your Facebook ads. So like, that's where I like to be like, yes, let's make sure you look like a professional because if you're going to be charging a certain price, then they should, you know, that should look pretty representable and be mm -hmm. like all pieced together. And then when I say for social media, I just say you could do it with your iPhone. That's iPhones take great photos. If you just know some composition rules, how to take your, like how to like kind of just a little bit of hacks, which mm -hmm. are not that hard. Once and the you, Lightroom app. The Lightroom app. Yes. To touch them up. Um, 
I'm like trying to think lighting is really essential when it comes yeah. to like good lighting, understanding lighting and then understanding composition and then understanding your poses. But like, if you could go and like, just get a few photos on your phone, I think that's going to be more relatable than having like a feed full of professional photos, unless your business is like mine, where it's like branding photography, I should have mm. professional photos on there. But um, it just depends on the business as well. Like if you're a catering company, you might want to like hire in and have like some really great catering photos mm-hmm. instead of these like DIY photos that other people are like, what is that? Yeah. So it's really just asking yourself like, what business am I having? Who am I targeting? And then if I'm targeting those people, are those people, what are they expecting to see back? Like, are they, is my, everyone that is in my industry doing professional photos because that's what, what this makes sense, then I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, them, you make a good point. Both are good. One for the website mainly. And it's easy to do it yourself for photos that you take from your phone that you need for social media. Like sometimes I like to set up little makeshift shoots outside or I want to do more like in my place, but yeah, I got to get more creative. You You inspired me to redo my whole office and a whole different vibe. (laughs) I have a recommendation for you. What? That I used to do. Um, Have you heard of Pure Space? Pure Space? Yeah, P-E-E-R space, S-P-A-C-E. Go to Pure Space and every city has it. And what me and my girlfriend used to do, I would definitely recommend having a friend. Um, someone who's Diana will probably be there like next week. (laughs) Perfect. So someone that is your, it actually works really well with three people. So I tested out with three people and I like think it works brilliant. So what we would do is we would go to peer space and basically they're like studio lofts. So like photo lofts, anything that where you can do photo shoots and they're aesthetically pleasing. So all around the city. So people are renting their spaces that they design really beautiful for photos. Wow. And so you pay like what is maybe a 75 to like $150 an hour. You book out one hour, two hours. I say two hours is good. Bring four to five different outfits. Get your girlfriend to bring four to five different outfits. If you can share, that's amazing. Bring all the props, whatever. We used to come up with suitcases and we would commit to that once a month and then go to dinner after. And so that's amazing. Yeah. So what we did, here's the trick when you have three people is one, because you got to go fast. Mm -hmm. So one person is posing, the other person is taking their photos and the other person is changing and then you flip. So then the person's changing, takes the picture. The person taking the picture is like, now the person that's posing and what's cool is like if you have three people that aren't like in the same industry but you're all kind of business owners and entrepreneurs that need something you guys can all just copy each other's poses like it's not a big deal so yeah that's what we did and i did that for one year and that's how that's why i said i got really good at taking my own photos because i was like this is okay i'm practicing every month i'm committed as a business expense to like be consistent and have different places and locations yeah, that's awesome. I'm definitely going to check that out. Are they in every city? Every city. Austin what? has one. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I'm actually going to put my studio on. <laughs> on really? Space. Yeah. Because oh, I was like, oh, so cool. I should just do that. I should just rent it out for people that want to do that for themselves. That's such a cool idea that you could do that with yeah. your place too. Yeah. Yeah. I could do that with my place. So Damn, that right. was one of my ideas when I got the studio. I was like, I want to, I used to, I want to give back to Pierce Race because I used to do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's so cool. And so you just opened your studio recently. That was, a, uh, did you even know that you were going to do that? I don't, I think you said you didn't. No. <laughs> No, it happened. The idea popped in 
It was actually after, so I photographed you, you referred me, I got busy. I think like, I think <laughs> I told like, everyone about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. And then it was like four shoots later where I was just like every week, like pulling up furniture, reupholstery, mm. doing random. And I was like, so exhausted. And I was like, I, I'm living in my space that I'm working in. And I knew I needed separation. And I just remember sitting there it was actually one of your friends, Ani, and I'm having this conversation with them. And I'm like, I have, I think I need to get a studio. And so he's asking me all these deeper questions. And then I remember just sitting there and being like, yeah, I really need a studio. And I convinced myself, I can't do my job. In fact, I will not do my job unless I have a studio. I don't know why I told myself that because I could. And then I went and started on Craigslist. Started at, I mean, I had just moved to Austin. So you need like two years of like, I had no, like no wow. blocks. I was like, this is going to happen. It's like, somebody will give me a space. And then I found this place. It was a warehouse and I looked at it and I remember what probably most people would be like, what the hell? I'm not taking that space. Like it was pretty bad. And I just remember looking at the guy and being like, can I, do I have freedom to do whatever I want with this? And he goes, oh yeah, whatever you want. I was like, can I add a window? Can I knock down walls? He's like, yep. And I was like, great, I'll take it. <laughs> wow. And I signed a lease and six weeks later it was open. <laughs> That's crazy. I saw you and Erica working on it like crazy. Yeah, those were long days. <laughs> Wow. Wow. So let, so let's dive into the manifestation pieces of all of this, because you got to Austin, mm -hmm. you, you know, didn't really know that many people. No. You had this vision of bringing your photography business here. And then not long after you manifested all this clients, have your studio, you, I mean, I'm sure you've been doing this your whole life with your manifestation abilities. So, so let's hear it. <laughs> I am so, I'm so curious too. I'm like, am I? Um, so when I decided to move to Austin, I don't know why it popped up, but it popped up. And I remember just being like, I'm interested in Austin. I don't know anyone there. And everybody would ask, who do you know in Austin? It's like no one. <laughs> and it was just a really great circumstance with pandemic. And I just got out of a relationship. And I just remember sitting there and I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I should just go. And so I made the decision to go. I told everybody I had goodbye dates is what I called them to all my friends. And I said, I'm going to go to Austin. And I told my friend who was my client, Erica, who was just opening up her fitness studio or fitness business. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to Austin. You should come. I was like super casual. Mm -hmm. and she was like, okay. Whoa. Two weeks later, she's like, you motivated me. I'm going. And I was like, what? So I now have one friend, which I was like, actually, that was really helpful because yeah. we actually have studios next to each other. But I was initially just going to go by myself. And the plan was, I'm going to figure it out. I'll get there. I don't know why I feel drawn to it. The weather, people, there's something in the air. I need to go. Yeah. And I show up and I remember just being super excited and I don't, I think it was like three months in that I was doing content planning online and I was not, that was not my gift. Like I was, I was like, I feel like that creative itch was like about to explode. I'm like, I haven't photographed anyone. It's been three months and I'm, this is not where I'm meant to be. And I looked on meetup and it was uh, one group that was doing an in-person meetup. Cause I was like, yes, who's doing this? I want to meet people. I'm good in person. And it was uh, the the spiritual babes in uh, business, babes in business. Um, yes. Deb's group. Deb's group. An amazing group. I had no idea who anybody was. I walked in knowing no one. And I remember just being super excited. And I remember just 
seeing everybody and how she opened the panel for everybody to talk. And I was just like, I felt all the gooey feelings of like, <laughs> these are my people. Oh my gosh, I'm meant to be here. And I just kept going. And so I think I met you at the second or third one. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell people what I do. I'm a photographer. Like this is my, I acted like I've been here forever and I've been doing it. No, I hadn't mm-hmm. photographed like one person at that in Austin yet. Yeah. And then we talked mm-hmm. and then it was like, boom, boom. And after that, it just kind of like went really fast. I don't know what happened. I'm yeah. still like, whoa, that was like a blink to well, me. I, well, here's how I saw it. It's funny because, um, so Deb and Brandon, the people who put on the event that we met at, like we, we have like, I have a big soul family here, as you know, in Austin and we're very close and there's like a good 50 plus of us. And we're like tight knit family. So when Deb and Brandon started putting these events on, it's like, we're all usually there. Most of us kind of supporting and then we meet new people and we kind of bring them into the family basically. It's so funny. So when I saw you there, I had already literally like a week before that been saying, oh my God, I, I'm, I need an amazing branding photographer. And I was like setting the intention to calling in like someone who does branding like photography and once you said, oh, you know, that's what I do. I was like, all right, done. Like we need to work together. <laughs> but it was just funny on my end. Cause I'm like, oh, she just really came to the perfect event. And, she, <laughs> and once I do my shoot with her, I'm going to freaking not shut up about her. So she basically has like lots of clients now. <laughs> that was so sweet. I still remember meeting at the coffee shop mm-hmm. or was it like, Cosmic yeah, at Cosmic and we we're sitting there and you're like, I was like, okay, so what do you like? Tell me like more about your brand. Like, I wanted to learn. That's part of my process. Like, I want to learn, like, who are you targeting? What is this next level version of your brand look like so that I can give it some visuals? And I remember just like right after that messaging you and I was like, okay, I decided I'm going to make this dress. Boom, boom, boom. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, da-da. and you're like, wait, what? And I was like, yep. I was like, we just need this. Like, I just, what you told me, I feel like I envision it this way. And I just went all into it. And I honestly, if I'm being super honest. I had no idea who you were. until until um I had one friend (laughs) so I had posted about the dress and I said I'm making this dress for spiritual boss I mean I knew you as far as like meeting you but I didn't Mm -hmm. know anything about you before and one friend reached out to me was wait you're photographing the spiritual boss babe Stephanie and I was like yeah she's super sweet and they were like do you know who she is? And I was like, no. <laughs> was like, they're like, oh my gosh, this this happens to you all the time. I, think I was she like, reached out to me, your friend, probably. That, that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was just really funny because I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you you went to that event. You we did our shoot. You got plugged into the Soul Fam. Everyone was getting FOMO and wanted to do a shoot with you as well. Yeah. <laughs> they're so sweet. And. Then you got your studio. It all happened like back to back. What do you think have been like the key components of you bringing your vision to life? Just how you bring people's brands to life. Like, do you, like, if you were to slow down and kind of look at your process, Mm -hmm. what would you say is how you do it? Like the, the first thing that, like, is it a feeling? Is it an intuition? Is it something you see? And then you just... I get, when I get something in my head and it feels really, really good, I become, um, I kind of like do all the research. Like I become kind of obsessed with it Mm. and I want to learn everything about it. So like when the studio idea came up, 
it, I remember I sat on it and I just knew I was like, what could I do? And I just sat there and I was thinking about if I had the studio and I started envisioning what it would look like to have a studio. What would the studio look like? Mm. What would the client experience look like? And knowing what I knew about having my living room and making a maximum, you saw it, a maximum of what I could do with the, my space. And you did a lot with that too. I did a lot. And so I was like, how can I bring the living room and level it up another notch if I had a studio? If I had a studio, what could I price myself? What could be the client experience? What else can I add? Okay, I could do group coaching. I could do... Um, in person, I could do networking events that could bring another client. So like, as I started to feed these thoughts, I kept convincing myself because I started to allow myself to think of all the possibilities, like to the point where I felt like if I didn't have the studio, I, I like lost something that I already had, even though I didn't have it. Wow. Like I'd convinced myself so much. It was already here that I was like waking up. And I'm like, where's the studio? It's not here. This sucks. I got to do the research. And so I started to go hardcore, like Every second I had, I was just calling people. Can I see your space? Can I see your space? Mm. And I never let, I never even thought about the obstacles. Like somebody would bring it up and be like, hey, so did you know you can't run, you're going to run a space. You can't run a space unless you have two years or this and this that. And I would be like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then I just like walk <laughs> out and be like, yeah, that's not a thought that I give a crap about because you don't know me. Like when I want something, I make it happen. Yeah. So I think I trust myself enough to know that like when I'm very determined, I'm very, very determined and I will, it will happen. Mm. So looking back, I think it's the visualization. Is that yeah, what it is? That's what it sounds like. It sounds like, and, and uh, for those listening, like take, pay, take notes on this. Is, <laughs> um, it sounds like you get so tied into the vision of it and the it's already done energy that you see it but you also feel it and it becomes real to you in your mind, which is really what essentially helps us manifest. When it's a, if it's a real in your mind, then it becomes your reality. And so um, you just have your vision, it sounds like, that you connected to it. The same thing with your photo shoots. You start, you get the vision and mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, this is how it's gonna, and then you start seeing it and get exciting about it, getting excited about it it's already there and then it happens. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. I think that happened with your dress. I yeah. saw it and once it and was you were like, like, you in- should get something like this. Try to see if you could find something like this. And then Remember? we were like, we have, yeah, we have a few days. I was like, screw it, I'll just make it. <laughs> and yeah, for me, it's very visual, which is why I think I do visual content producing, mm-hmm. photos and videos, reels, gifts. Yeah is I, if I can't visualize it and I can't see it and there isn't a mood board, it's really hard for me to understand it. So Mm -hmm. like that copy was never my thing. Books were never my thing because it was very hard for me to put, I have to put like a picture to it for some reason. So photography, Mm -hmm. visual photos, I can see it. I'm like, yes, I feel everything about that. Mm. So when you... Well, what happens for you when like doubt or fear creeps up? Oh, it's so bad. Even, even though you're like determined and you know you're a powerful manifester, what are some things that you personally do when that does pop up? Um, it depends on the area. So mm-hmm. for some reason, there's areas in my life where I'm very, very, very confident. So if we're talking about that area, if it were to come up and it has, even with the studio, and there's been moments where I'm like, did I, I don't question if I did the right choice because I I do believe everything's meant to happen and everything's a lesson and everything's 
an opportunity to grow and learn. So even if it shuts down, even if it didn't work out, I would take the experience I had and, and hold on to that and do something else with it. Um, so that's a really good thought pattern I have is I won't allow myself to see things as like mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I have doubt, the doubt usually is it's the energy I need to get to the next level, which is for me, I've been doing I, what I've been doing. I'm like trying to think how I've been working through that. I have been practicing a little bit more of going inward at night practicing routines, practicing journaling um, and trying to just sit with it, but also like, and not try to understand, but just try to like sit with it Mm -hmm. and then just try to like, okay, you're good. Now it's time to move on. So give it what it needs and then move on and then Mm -hmm. feed the new thought. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing it right. (laughs) Well, you're doing it in a way that works for you. Okay. It sounds like. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like to hear different, like different things that different people do. Um, sometimes people have their own little practices that like helps them get recentered into their truth. So I, I think that's awesome. Mm, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bubble baths. That really helps. I Hot love bubble baths. Zen baths. Yeah. Zen baths. Oh, Those ones like, calm me down. <laughs> yeah. With candles mm-hmm. and music. It's so chill. Yeah. That one. And I have a new one that I've been playing with. Um, and when I went to Tulum, I got like a crown that just the way it happened, it felt oh, very magical. I think I saw that. Mm-hmm. Did you get it at Tuluminati? Uh, no, I got it at some like shop, like on Central. It was this little shop. This girl, I walk in the store. She's like, oh my gosh. She like saw me and she's like, I, I don't, I didn't feel like she was trying to sell me anything. Like it felt very authentic. Like she was, it was a small little boutique and she was like, I have something for you. And I just feel like you need to have it. And so she puts it on me and I felt it right away. I was like, Whoa, what is Whoa. this thing? And it was this like crown, like a goddess crown. It was like has, a like, headband kind of thing. Yeah. Right? One, of my, has, one of my other friends, Cole has one of those. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it yeah. feels like a queen. Like you feel like your inner mm. highest queen and I put it on. And so what I've been doing and I've been practicing this week and I'm actually really enjoying it is well as you know i got a wig it's in my instagram (laughs) so i got a wig i put the wig on then i put on this outfit that i would probably at this point not comfortable to wear in public yet but i think my inner queen will it's like this ultra ego version of me and it's just (laughs) sexy like it feels sexy so i got the wig i put the crown i put then and then i just play music and i just go full all in into whoever this highest version of me is inside and i give her all the power all the voice all the moves and i'm like it's all you right now and i look like will literally dance and watch myself in the mirror oh i love connect with her Mm -hmm. yeah like stare in my eyes and like touch and be like, that is you. Like you are that queen. And I could see it. So again, visual. So I see the blonde. I see the the crown. I see everything. And I'm like, damn, you feel good. <laughs> and I sit with her energy for a while. I gave her a name now. What's her name? And so I Sierra. <laughs> oh, Sierra. <laughs> yeah, like Sierra. Yeah. Sierra, like the mountains, Sierra's mountains um, nice. where I used to live. Yeah. So oh, it just cool. feels like a high, like a mountain, like a tall place to sit. So um, yeah, all of a sudden it just, I've been doing that this week and I feel a shift. Like I feel it. Like inside, I'm like, there's a confident. I mean, even my friend was like, you're coming in more confident. I'm like, mm-hmm. I think it's that mirror work I'm doing with the. <laughs> yeah. That's something I share a lot about mirror work and also 
um, embodiment and doing something. I like to do something to change my physical appearance too. When I'm going through an up level, not, Mm. it's not always drastic, but like shaving the side of my head or adding purple to my hair recently, or it's usually has to do with my hair or changing Mm. my nose ring, like something changing Mm. my lipstick color, something to change my physical appearance. Every time I go through like a shift really, really helps. It's fun. And you inspired me and one of my other friends too, um, to possibly explore wig wearing. (laughs) I highly, I was going to say, I would love to see you in like a, like a red or a black, just something so opposite of what you look like right now with like some bangs or some side, just, Mm -hmm. just come in and give yourself a like, Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to do that. I rocked a wig on Halloween and a couple of my friends do here and there. And I think it just, I'm all for it. Like, I love changing my hair, but you can only change your hair so often. You know what I mean? And there's certain things that I can't fully achieve with my hair. Like I would love to rock a lavender. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or anything like uh, Mm that. It's, it's fun. They have lavender wigs. Oh, they have every kind of wig. And so when I saw you rocking it, I really thought that was your real hair. I was like, what? (laughs) And then I realized it wasn't, but it looked so good and so much fun. It was so much. I wore that wig for like a week. I I went places where I was like, nobody knows this is not my hair. It was, it was, uh, yeah. I'm thinking about using the wig as like kind of the version that shows up online. I don't know, mm-hmm. something I'm toying and playing with because there's a there's something that's stopping me from taking the time to show up and do reels for my business where I could teach. And then I started thinking, well, why don't I just, why doesn't Sierra do it? Why does it have to be me? <laughs> why, why isn't Juliana just the boss at the growth and does this and Sierra's the girl that can like go online. And when I, when I put that wig on, I'm like, it's time to show up online and it just embodies a different part of me that is ready to like show up in that way. So nice. something I'm thinking about. That's cool. Yeah. It sounds super fun. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can vibe with that for sure. Yeah, that'd be fun. We'll see what I end up doing. <laughs> we'll keep yeah. this posted. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this. I feel like time freaking flies. We've already, it's already been like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and you shared so much gold about reels, about manifesting, about creating really cool visuals for your brand and everything and lots of golden nuggets in here. So thank you so much for that. Where can people find you and learn um, where to how to work with you or every and whatever else you have going on? If you yeah. want to share that now, I'll also share it in the show notes. But I like people to hear it and see it. <laughs> yeah. So my Instagram is at miramiraco.com or actually dot co. So it's miramira m i r a twice and then dot co on Insta. So that's that's on Insta. Miramira means look look. So like look look. That's yeah. some great shit content. <laughs> um, and then uh, my website as of right now is julianaj.com, but it will be moving to meetamitaco.com. Uh, cool, so, cool. Yeah. Awesome. And then you have the realschallenge.com yes, as well. we've got the Reels Challenge. I'm going to do that. I invite who are, you guys listening to do it with me. <sighs> I'm going to try to hold myself accountable yeah. to... Uh, to do it. I'm, I, I'm like really OCD with my grid on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm the same. And it, it kind of like, it, it is kind of one of those things. It's not necessary, but it kind of does help when someone lands on your, like the nuggets, right? Like where they go and they see you, it's like kind of nice to like have it flow and make sense and for people yeah. to get really quickly what you are and who, what you offer. So yeah. 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 Sweet. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much again, Juliana. This was amazing. It's been an honor having you share your time and energy with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.